Hey, I'm Alok, the host of Build the Change, a brand new podcast from MacBlue about the people at the center of progress. Join us on a journey across the country as we uncover stories about the everyday folks working together to build something bigger than themselves. Real change. You'll hear from students in Appalachia advocating for LGBTQ-friendly books in their communities, healthcare workers providing telehealth abortions across the country, immigrant farm workers fighting for their safety in the blazing sun, and candidates in states with razor-thin margins. Listen to Build the Change now wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. <laughs> Welcome to Democracy-ish. I am Danielle Moody. And I'm Wajahat Ali. So from Jewish space lasers in outer space to testicle, testicle tanning, Waj, this is where the latest iteration of the white supremacist uh, Republican Party is nowadays. I mean, I had I joined uh, our friend Katie Fang's show on MSNBC with our other friend, Kurt Bardella, to literally dissect uh, Tucker Carlson's new documentary, and I use the word loosely and in quotations, um, <laughs> on the biggest issue hitting America, Waj. It isn't mm. white nationalism. It isn't white supremacy. It isn't anti-abortion laws or trans or anything like that. It isn't climate change. Do you know Mm-mm. what it is? I'm going to take a guess mm-hmm. that has to do something with restoring the girth and virility of the American male. The white American male. Yes, my friend. Uh, sorry, my bad. You my bad. Correct. I was close. You are correct. And apparently it has everything to do with drinking a pint-sized glass of uh, raw eggs, uh, circa 1980s Ugh. Rockies. Uh, it has everything to do with tanning your testicles in order to increase your virility as a man. Who um, hasn't tanned their testicles uh, I would assume probably ninety nine percent of the male identified population. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not judging anyone who does it, but I'd even know that was a thing. So that, I thought that was like a superhero a moment. It's not a there, thing. There was a. There is a. So I was telling you right before the show that I once I saw that clip, I'm like, this is the gayest thing ever. Literally, I thought I'm like, did someone post a clip of like a some gay porn and then i saw a dude shirtless like firing a machine gun and people like shirtless other dude like drinking eggnog and and then a guy with his like hand spread across in front of looked like some orange laser frying his balls off i'm like what's happening this looks terrifying yet oddly erotic and, and enticing and then you get to the end and you're right it is literally a series 
for Tucker Carlson on Fox News. It is it's, it's exquisite. It's beautiful. Tucker Carlson, I don't know if you're aware, is terrified. He is terrified yeah, he is. about white men no longer having a seat at the table, about white men being, you know, uh, their masculinity being erased. And so in order to get that back, it's not enough that he is, you know, cheering on Putin, who also loves to ride bareback. And I mean, on a horse. Um, <laughs> Um, that he's cheering him on, but he needs to bring this attention right now. This is who the Republican Party is, Waj. Like, they are filled with crackpots like Marjorie Taylor Greene, right, mm. who spouts QAnon theories as if they are gospel. You have Tucker yeah. Carlson, who has the number one rated show on the Fox News Entertainment Channel, Right. Yeah. Um, talking about masculinity. I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you said that because it's not a news channel. I just call it Fox Entertainment. It's Fox Entertainment. And, you know, but here's the thing. Watch. Where is the pushback other than like mm. all jokes aside? Because it's, the funny thing is, is that we all laughed. While Donald Trump was laughing his way into the White House, while, while yeah. Trumpism was laughing its way and taking hold across the country. And what I want people to understand is that, yes, this is absolutely ridiculous and bizarre, but it is also a real significant glimpse into our future. Yeah, I think, first of all, if we step back for a second, we can laugh at it, but it really uh, describes the psyche of uh, right-wing men who are, uh, if you will, enamored by authoritarianism that is taking over the world, right? The, the, the fear is, and if you look at it, the DNA is all the same, whether in America or in Europe, that uh, there is an international cabal led by powerful Jews who are using black people, Muslims, immigrants, feminists, and gays to weaken and replace the white male and Western civilization. Western civilization is doing a lot of heavy lifting for white Christianity. That's pretty much it. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we talk about black folks in this, uh, and, and how they're seen as, you know, criminals, Muslims, as they're seen as terrorists, you know, undocumented immigrants as the, uh, the, the invaders, right? Remember the midterm elections? What we don't talk about and what is it's it's part and parcel of extremist movements, whether it's the white supremacists or even Muslim extremists like ISIS, is the fear of women, the fear of feminists, the need for this romantic, idealized past where quote unquote the real men were on top and women knew their place and they used to they used to be honored by birthing the alpha man. That's that's the place of the, the woman to be the mother, the subservient wife who, you know, who passes down the morals and values and has to be chaste and pure. This is part and parcel of this narrative. It's really critical. And I'm really surprised why more people don't kind of like dive into it. They kind of completely excise this whole uh, misogynist angle where, you know, it's it's this deep fear that the, 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 the white man is losing his place, his virility, his potency. I want to do a quick shout out. This is going to be a deep cut. Dr. Strangelove a classic movie back in the day where the it's a satire where the general who loses his minds and, and like it inadvertently starts world war three is is paranoid about the soviets taking away you know his quote coat you know infiltrating if you will the the the, the male potency mm -hmm. that's that's all it is it's the fear and, and they're like they're they're deluding us and they're poisoning us and you see now if you do a google search 
around the country, the places which have the highest Google searches for like penile enlargement, erectile dysfunction, oh, guess where? Let me guess. Texas, Florida. Red states. <laughs> like, Red states. You know, no, I'm serious. I, I, <sighs> this is what fascinates them. This is what terrifies them. This is the paranoia. This is the fear. And Tucker taps into it and says, you and me, a Muslim man, a black lesbian woman, Jews, the gays, feminists, are stealing the white man's mojo. And that's why they need testicular tanning to restore their mojo and to wrestle bears like Putin bare-chested. And you need a strong man like Orban or Trump. Hilarious that Trump is a strong I mean, man. This the, guy I mean, the man who has like 14 chins. He also lied about his weight. Remember, like he at the at the time that he had his his physical, um, when when he was president, it was just like, oh, he's 200 pounds. And we're like, where? In in one leg? Um, but you know, <laughs> I, I I I digress because I think that the problem here that Democrats have is a problem that we mm. had back in 2016, which is the desire for us to ignore and or to laugh off the moves yeah. that Republicans are making. They are an extremist cult that is steeped in fragility. And the problem yeah. with fragility is that when you feel backed into a corner, what happens? Violence. Yeah. Right. Yep. Violence. And you see what they are doing right now with all of these little seeds that they are planting, whether it is, you know, um, the, the, the fact that male testosterone is at an all time low. And so this is a thing that no one is talking about is the virility of man. Right. Because what they really mean is white men, because they could give yeah. a damn about the virility of anybody else, because that, too, is a threat to their station in life. Right. It is why they needed to have in enslaved Africans in bondage. It is why you have needed to, you know, to to dismantle and dehumanize entire communities of people so that you can maintain your status. But by us laughing it off or saying like, oh, this isn't worthy of attention. The fact is, is that to your point, it is part of a larger picture, the larger picture of the endangered species that they are turning white men into. And so what happens when you are this endangered species, right? Well, you need to procreate as much as possible. So what happens then? Oh, we're going to have a slew of anti-abortion bills in order Mm. for us, right, to shackle women and pregnant people back into the houses, right, where they have no uh, autonomy, no power over their own lives, right? Because in order to produce the next great generation of whiteness, we need to have an unwilling vessel, which is women and people with uteruses, to make you into this kind of, I don't know, handmaid's tale enslaved population that has to do the will and the bidding of white men in power, right? Like well, these things feed back into each other. From the New Yorker staff writer Vincent Cunningham, a keenly observed novel of a young black man searching for his place in the world amidst a moment of historic change. Great Expectations is about David's 18 months working for the senator's presidential campaign. Along the way, David meets a myriad of people who raise a set of questions. 
questions of history, art, race, religion, and fatherhood that forced David to look at his own life anew and come to terms with his identity as a young black man and father in America. Inspired by the author's experiences working on Obama's 2008 presidential campaign, Cunningham uses a political campaign as his narrative backbone. Great Expectations will be one of the talked about novels of the year, Colin McCann. Great Expectations is available wherever books are sold. Hey, I'm Alok, the host of Build the Change, a brand new podcast from Mac Blue about the people at the center of progress. Join us on a journey across the country as we uncover stories about the everyday folks working together to build something bigger than themselves. Real change. You'll hear from students in Appalachia advocating for LGBTQ-friendly books in their communities, healthcare workers providing telehealth abortions across the country, immigrant farm workers fighting for their safety in the blazing sun, and candidates in states with razor-thin margins. Listen to Build the Change now wherever you get your podcasts. It's part and parcel of the radicalization process. And I, and I think you, it's important that what you touch upon is the perpetual victimhood, right? We've talked about on the show before that a majority of white folks in America think they are the most oppressed victim in America. I'm not making that up. I wish that was a joke. That is not a joke. And this grievance politics is fed by these conspiracy theories that they, whoever they are, could be feminists, gays, uh, Democrats, Jews, Muslims are against you. They're trying to weaken you. They're trying to replace you. They're trying to emasculate you. They're trying to take away your potency, your virility. Men can't be men anymore. They're taking away pronouns. Everyone's gay. Look at lesbians. Look at feminists. Look at Hollywood. You can't thump your chest anymore. You can't wear your plaid shirt. You can't take a shotgun out and go kill a moose, even though if you probably tried to do that, you'd probably blow your hands off because these people are so weak and fragile. And so we Republicans are here to protect you, mm -hmm. to elevate you to your rightful size, to protect you from all these oppressors who are not only coming after you, but are trying to turn your children into transgender activists who hate white people and are, will become Marxists. As we discussed in the last show, this is very powerful into not only radicalizing individuals as part of, like you said, a weaponized cult, but then inspiring them to use violence to protect themselves their manhood, their heritage, their family, their religion, and their children, which they have been told is under constant attack. And so we see this, this part of this romanticized vision of this idealized past where apparently white men in this country were like Paul Bunyan, just swinging axes and had eight inch penises and impregnant women left and right, and were the alpha men with six pack abs. And if only we can go back to those golden days, Danielle, then we will be great again, which is why they love Orban of Hungary and Putin of Russia, who gives them exactly this type of propaganda narrative. But by the way, don't worry about, you know, authoritarianism, end of democracy, end of the free press. 
marginalization of black people, marginalization of women, but the, marginalization you know, of LGBT. The reality, That's necessary. The, the reality is, is that, yes, to them, it is necessary, right? Then in order to preserve that, because this, again, it goes back to the preservation of the white race. Like this is, mm. this is steeped in white nationalism. This is, it is, it's so obvious and clear. Just look, right? Just take, we, we, we start with Tucker Carlson, but I want to take people to what is happening right now in Florida. I want to take you to what DeSantis is doing by banning close to 50 books, 50 textbooks, 54 math books, books, right? Because they say what, quote, critical race theory is apparently riddled and sprinkled throughout all of these books. But then when asked, right, when reporters ask, well, let us see these books, like what, what has happened? No, 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 no. Right. Because here's the thing is that it starts with the fear mongering. They're trying to come. These they the the big overseeing invaders, these invaders, whether it is the migrants that, you know, that that Abbott wanted to drop off in in Washington, D.C., whether it is, you know, in the textbooks, they're invading us with their language of diversity and inclusion. And in order for Mm. us to preserve, right, preserve our American way of life and preserve the will of the Floridian people, We need to erase any semblance of diversity and critical thought and conversation that is outside of the scope of whiteness. And that the Mm. all of this, every single thing that is being done to anti-trans bills, to anti-abortion bills, to the erasure of the public school curriculum is about the preservation of white supremacy. And the thing that frustrates the hell out of me right now is that Democrats did not come up with a pushback to that in Virginia with young and they still Mm. have not figured out the pushback now because it isn't about coming to these people and saying we're not doing that and using their language (laughs) that they have created to say we're not teaching critical race theory it's that's not it it's what are you afraid of kids learning right it is why are you so afraid of difference why what what is it that you're trying to keep from the american children Right. What is it that you're trying to preserve when you tell us that you need to have lessons on Robert E. Lee? Right. A traitor. Like what it what and, and putting them on the defensive. That is what we're, we're not doing. We think that ignoring no. the problem is somehow going to allow it to disappear. And I want to tell people we have seven months until midterm elections. We can't ignore The campaign of fear and terror that is happening across this country, whether it is trying to change your children right into transgender activists, they have changed the judiciary. They are changing curriculum. And and Democrats are sitting around still referring to these people as their friend and thinking that we can come to common ground. You can't come to common ground with people who want to kill you. Uh, I, I wish you could. And people might say, oh, Jad, you're being extreme, but I'm not. Look, the QAnon theory, which we talked about uh, on last week's show, but I want to talk about again, is a national security threat, according to the FBI. Two years ago, they warned that it can radicalize individuals and groups to violence. I will give you one example. There was a violent insurrection on January 6th, and when a group of people, in which a group of people led by Donald Trump, encouraged by Donald Trump, because he used the word we in his speech, written by Stephen Miller, charged the Capitol, tried to kill Mike Pence because he, Mike Pence of all people, would not certify the election in favor of Donald Trump. So even Mike Pence, 
a Christian white might peg. If you think you're Who white and you'll be safe. Who won't sit alone with women he's not married to, by the way. So this also goes back to the fragility. There you go. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying like, you know, if you think white people will be saved, no, no, no. Even whites who go against the cult, they wanted Mike Pence's head, right? And so one of the people who was there who got killed was a woman by the name of Ashley Babbitt. People forget that Ashley Babbitt was radicalized by QAnon. She went down the QAnon rabbit hole. Now you fast forward two years. QAnon is part and parcel of the GOP and QAnon talking points are promoted by Republican senators. They're using the QAnon theory to smear all of us, not just teachers, not just healthcare professionals, not just Hollywood, not just Democratic uh, uh, officials, the party, anyone who disagrees with them as a part of an international criminal sex cabal that traffics and rapes and eats children. Even Disney, going back to Florida, they've even started this fight against Disney. And now they're saying that Disney is sexually grooming children and preparing them to become homosexual transgender activists to the point where Senator Ted Cruz, I don't know if you saw his like weird, strange rambling clip where apparently he has seen a cartoon in his strange household where apparently like Disney characters are gay. I'm like, yo, you guys are really obsessed with this. I see Disney cartoons all the time. I don't know what you're talking about, but apparently according to Ted Cruz, he sees Disney cartoons and it makes him think of gay sex. Makes you wonder Daniel a little bit like, why are they, why are they so obsessed with gay sex? So now they're going after Disney. They're going after our textbooks. They're going after anyone and everyone who disagrees with them. Is now a pedophile. of white Christian supremacy, not just white, you know, you said white supremacy. I want to add it's white Christian supremacy and they're the enemy. And and what, and, and what really I want to stress this, I always stress this every week, it's not just the midterms. They're preparing their base to use violence to defend Western civilization that is under attack, to defend white manhood, to defend their children from the groomers. And and so when James Carville, you know, I, James Carville, they worship James Carville, by the way, if you've been alive as long as Danielle and I have, <laughs> this was the guy, <laughs> this was like the, 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 the bagger Vance to, to Bill Clinton, right? The whisperer, the democratic strategist. And so this is the same man, by the way, who blames wokeness uh, for the Democrats failure in Virginia. But uh, this guy, Carville, yesterday on Ari Melber's show on MSNBC said what you and I have been saying. They don't listen to the darkies, listen to Carville. He says, you have to out these freaks, call them weirdos. They're talking about testicular tanning. Democrats need to, to call them out as the weirdos that they are. I want to go a step further, Daniel. Not weirdos, extremists, right? Freaks, right? Kooks, because we, nuts, but we, see, we have no problem using extremist language when it is about pointing the finger at those that we perceive to be foreign. Because to me, this isn't just about weirdos. This isn't it because weirdos to me is a euphemism, right? That's it. These aren't weird. They are dangerous extremists. Right. Because if you were taking everything that has happened over the last several months, just take the last several months into consideration. Mm. If it were happening in any other country, there would be intervention. Oh, my God. Right. Christian fundamentalism has taken over said country. 
right? And we must intervene in order to preserve democracy. But everybody is walking around America like this shit is normal. And it is not. And it's not enough to just say that they are weirdos because these people are dangerous. And the radicalization comes from the place of fear, right? The neuroticism around something being stolen and taken from you. And if you are a real man, what do you do? You grab your guns, you stand your ground, and you take back your country. You take back your your society, your neighborhood, your school boards, your city councils. Like Kyle Rittenhouse. Exactly. So do we want- Like the McCloskeys. Do we want- to ignore this to the point that we wake up one day and we see the band of them walking around armed to the nines telling us, right, demanding that we stay in our homes, demanding that we hand over our books, our microphones, all because, folks, this is where this is headed. Right. Like this is just the beginning. What we are seeing with anti-abortion bills, anti-LGBTQ bills, and it will turn into anti-Muslim bills, anti-pedophile bills. Everybody will be deemed a pedophile. And if you are not against pedophilia, then you must be for it. Right. So, again, and and, and then Democrats will be forced to say, but I'm not a pedophile, which is them just reaffirming the conservative message that they are. I... Well, I mean, it's interesting. You you mentioned this, and and I want people to really like you know, just really take a take a pause and see what's happening. It is an act of terror and intimidation. So we mentioned Disney, right? And let's go to Florida for a second. Well, you're probably asking yourself, why is Governor DeSantis now threatening to rescind the special status of Disney, right, which has this huge park in Orlando, and is trying to punish Disney, which is one of the biggest, if not the biggest employers in Florida. Florida's economy is tied to Disney. Why, oh, why are they doing this? Because Disney very slowly pushed back against the don't say gay bill. After Mm -hmm. several employees said, yo, Disney, what are you doing? And Disney finally like, fine, fine, we're against this. So, DeSantis probably knows that nothing's going to happen with Disney. He needs Disney. They need the Disney money. But what it does is it sends a signal to all corporations, just like with Twitter. He hit Twitter. He said, Twitter, how dare you, you know, enact the poison pill to save your company from a takeover by Elon Musk. They're giving you the signal that you better get in line, because if you don't get in line, Mm -hmm. we're going to flex and abuse our power to punish you. Yep. We're we're I'm I've the testicular fortitude to even go against Disney and Twitter. So imagine the rest of you what's going to happen. Teachers, you better not teach that math book with that parabola that looks like a hanging testicle because that's CRT. You better not talk about diversity because I have passed the stop the woke act which by the way not only impacts schools but also private companies. Yep. Healthcare officials, you better not promote vaccines and masks, because guess what? I got these armed folks threatening you. Uh, Governor uh, uh, Whitmer uh, of Michigan, you better stay in line. If not, I got my armed militias is going to shout you down at the state house. Every single part and parcel of this country that pushes back against them, they're telling you that they're going to use intimidation and violence for you to get in line and kneel to their vision of a white Christian nationalist America. That's what's happening. Hey, I'm Alok, the host of Build the Change, a brand new podcast from Mac Blue about the people at the center of progress. Join us on a journey across the country as we uncover stories about the everyday folks working together to build something bigger than themselves. Real change. 
you'll hear from students in Appalachia advocating for LGBTQ-friendly books in their communities, healthcare workers providing telehealth abortions across the country, immigrant farm workers fighting for their safety in the blazing sun, and candidates in states with razor-thin margins. Listen to Build the Change now wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlingbranch.com. Code buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. And I keep wondering, when are Democrats going to wake up to this fight, this war that is being waged outside our front door, but instead are paying very much attention to what is happening everywhere else instead of what's in front of them as well? We got to we, we, we got to fund the Ukrainians and we have to fund the U.S. police. Yes, we've just given them another eight hundred million dollars. And again, I do not say that flippantly as if what is happening is not worthy of resources and defense. But I'm saying, what are you doing to defend democracy at home as well? Because if you can't do both, then I want to know what the Ukraines of the future look like when America has fallen. Well, you know, it, it, you're speaking about response, and and I want to give a shout out to uh, this Michigan representative, uh, a Democrat. Her name is Mallory McMorrow, and I don't know if you guys have seen this kind of viral speech that she did. Uh, this is a response. Look, she got accused uh, by one of her Republican colleagues for being a quote-unquote groomer. Why? Because they can. So and how do you incite fear and hate and violence against Democrats? You just recklessly smear your colleague as a essentially a pedophile right but she didn't take it lying down danielle you know what she did she used her she used the senate tv she used the cameras and delivered a four and a half minute pretty much sermon where she responded to the bad faith attack she reframed the conversation she gave a very inclusive and inspiring message she reclaimed her faith she claimed her identity as a straight white Christian mom, and then she shamed the GOP in the process. Now, the reason why this has gone so viral is because it's so damn rare. And I'm sitting there, I sent you that link yesterday. I'm like, Danielle, yo, we got to talk about this. Look, finally, someone's doing something. Like, that's how rare it is, Danielle, that it Mm-mm. took this one elected official who I not heard about mm-hmm. finally saying enough is enough. Damn it. I'm a white Christian mom. Uh, I'm a Christian who, who whose faith teaches her service and not hate. And I'm going to respond to this hateful attack that will threaten violence against me. And the rest of us are like, finally, one Democrat did it. Why did it take so long, Danielle? I Why mean, is it's, it taking it's, so long? It's the question that I keep asking. And, and frankly, I know that I sound like a broken record, but, you know, I, I need people to be outraged. I need our party to be outraged and not to assume that, like, democracy is set in stone the same way that they thought that Roe v. Wade was. You know, one of the things that they keep talking about that this extremist uh, white supremacist cult keeps talking about mm. is miscegenation. Right. They are coming for interracial marriages. They're coming for same sex marriages. They are coming for, you know, to create this 
this, contraceptions. The, contraceptions. They're coming for Griswold. They're coming for adoptions. They're coming for every single thing that you thought was codified by law. And again, I use quotation marks. Set in stone. It is mm. not. All you needed was the judge that just issued the mask mandate overturn without even hearing the goddamn case. She didn't hear yeah. it. She decided that it was unnecessary. So she made her decision. We have judges on the bench who the American Bar Association said should not be qualified to have this job. To have this job that cannot hear a damn case and make a decision that affects 330 million people. We think that that shit is normal. This is what democracy looks like. Well, you know, we're talking about the, that federal judge, but I, I do want to mention real quick before we talk about uh, the the latest mask on, mask off debate is you should take Republicans literally and seriously. You know, when you were talking about they're going after Loving v. Virginia, the reason why you said that is because Senator Mike Braun, Republican, said it. <laughs> he mentioned Loving v. Virginia. You know what else they mentioned during the um, confirmation hearing of Judge Jackson? Obergefell, right? Uh, uh, marriage equality. Yep. Uh, Griswold, they also have mentioned Brown versus Board of Education. Yep. And speaking about broken records, for years now, folks, for years, I have said they're going to take this DeLorean back to 1953. And some people might be wondering why I, why I choose that year, 1953. Because in 1954, Brown versus Board of Education was uh, ruled in which the Supreme Court said that segregation was unconstitutional and thus illegal, and thus, thus became the process of desegregation, the violent process of desegregation, and the start of the modern culture war. It wasn't abortion. It always goes back to schools. They're openly telling you that they want to dismantle Brown, Loving, Griswold, marriage equality, and Roe v. Wade is already dead. Every single cultural progress that has brought about some form of equity and equality in the past 70 years, they want to erase. And everyone who thinks it's impossible, just look at what's happening in the nearly two dozen states, which are about to do copycat laws of the Texas heartbeat bill. Look at Florida. Let's go back to Florida. He just, DeSantis, DeSantis just signed A into 15 law. 15-week ban. 15-week ban. Look how cruel it is. With zero exceptions for rape and yeah, incest. because it's like, look at me, Abbott. I'm going to one-up you because not only am I going to ban abortion, but I'm not even going to have any exceptions whatsoever. And then Oklahoma says, well, you know what? I'm going to one-up you because not only am I going to have a ban that doesn't allow for any exceptions, but I'm also going to throw these bitches in jail and I'm going to have yeah. them fined $500,000 in Texas and this amount here. Like, it is about punishment. It isn't just about power. It is about yeah. punishing everyone from marginalized communities who believe that they should have equity, that America shouldn't just have been about we the people. And it was really a caveat for asterisk white people that anyone right. that dared to bring a case to march, to lift their voice. Right. And want to be seen as full and complete citizens of these United States, they are coming for you and they are coming for you, not just to take away your rights, right? But to throw you in jail on top of it, to make an example of you. Dare you not step out of line again? Don't step out of line. Don't tread on me. This is my country. Don't you tear, don't you dare take away my freedom and liberties. But by the way, we'll 
take away your freedom and your liberties if it makes us feel uncomfortable. And speaking about discomfort, uh, I, I wanted to ask you this. You mentioned it. Uh, I had to get your take on this. The masks. Mm-hmm. So as you mentioned, this unqualified judge in her 30s, this right-wing hack, decided to pretty much overrule this mandate that was put in place at public transports and airplanes and you know trains where the CDC recommended doing their flip-flop, but they recommended, hey, Maybe we should wear masks. Maybe we should extend this policy. You know, maybe we're a little bit too premature in early March when we took down the masks. No, oh, look, there's a new variant. And oh, look, people are still dying. Mm. And so she says, nope, uh, I'm going to overrule the CDC and now no more masks. And then Joe Biden, stuck in the political pickle, then says, well, it's up to the people to decide. And then meanwhile, we have American people taking piss uh, horse dewormers, Invermectin, and green mist instead of a vaccine. So, Danielle, hmm. I'm asking you, mask on or mask off? Oh, my mask will stay on. I will be on an Amtrak, right, uh, in the coming days. And let me tell you on that little germ tube that runs on the tracks, <laughs> I have no desire whatsoever to breathe in the COVID filled air because of Judge Mizell and her unqualified ass nine decision. While we are seeing what is happening in the UK, folks, That's right. like everything is coming back. People still get COVID. There are still people that are dying. Right. Um, And to be able again to make a decision that affects the entire country and not even not even hear the case. Yeah. Is remarkable, because as Donald Trump said, I alone can fix this. I alone can do whatever I want. That is the extremist cult party. My mask will stay on. Yeah, same here. And people know I have an immunosuppressed daughter and uh, I have to go in the petri dish in the sky, an airplane. And what we're witnessing, especially in London, is the reason why there's so many flight delays is because the airline attendants are getting COVID. No. And calling in sick. You yeah. need that whole little the whole little exercise we saw earlier this week with the from the flight deck. Announcing that the rule was taken off and everybody waving their masks around like they're bras at somebody's dive bar like that. That isn't going to cause a shortage of of staff because everyone's out sick. Hmm. Shocking. Isn't it also interesting? You know, when I think about the mask uh, mandate real quick, you know, we took our family for the first time in three years to a trip because, you know, we've been uh, under lockdown. My kids are ages six, no, seven, five and two. All of them wore masks uh, to Florida. Took an hour and a half flight. Uh, we did everything. We had a great time. Just once in a while, they had to wear a mask. They did it. These are kids, Daniel. Uh, they didn't complain. They didn't whine. They didn't have to wear masks all the time. It wasn't like the mask that Bane wears in Batman. It wasn't the iron mask that Leonardo DiCaprio wore. Like, you know, the simple little flimsy mask that they took on, they took off. Nobody got COVID. Everyone is safe. On airplanes, we also don't eat um, peanuts. I like peanuts. I'm assuming you like peanuts. <laughs> Who doesn't like peanuts? Why don't we eat peanuts on airplanes, Danielle? Oh, oh, well, you know, because of that little thing called an allergy where people actually die now. Yeah. And so to be thoughtful, we're like, you know what? Maybe, maybe for two, three hours, we can give up the glorious peanut. And because eat if a I cheese open it instead. Pe- <laughs> yeah, yeah, eat a cheese it and eat one of those biscotti bars or maybe Oreos. Because if I open this peanut bag that I desperately want, because it's my damn choice, it's my freedom to eat this peanut, someone, someone may die. But 
if we are to be thoughtful and care about each other as a community in a multiracial democracy, these are just some of the small sacrifices that I think we can undertake in order to protect lives in a allegedly pro-life country. But apparently for the right wing, even doing that is too much. But guess what? Them bitches, they can't get abortions. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Democracy-ish. I'm Danielle Moody. I'm Wajahat Ali. And we'll be back next week if we're not thrown in jail for activating our First Amendment right for free speech. <laughs>